2022 should shape up to be the Zay Flowers show. But behind him, who will be the number two wide receiver for the Eagles? I'm going to go over the list of suspects on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. Now, wide receivers, going into the season, there isn't a lot of concern about this position. You have one of the best in the country in Zay Flowers, who is coming back for his final season with the Eagles, and you have good depth behind him. I really do think so. Even though you lost, I think, four or five players in the transfer portal between Jelani Galloway, C.J. Lewis, Kobe White, Ethan Williams, Ezekiel Teed, they all um, transferred out. The talent that Jeff Halfley has brought in should be able to get BC to that next level in terms of giving Phil Dracovic a good set of weapons to attack with. So, so the big question going into the 2022 season is behind Zay, because Zay's going to de- get double teamed. He's going to get all the best players on him throughout the season. Who's going to be that number two? Who's going to be the guy that when Zay is, is bracketed and there's two guys and he can't get free, Dracovic goes to next? And it's not an easy answer. I don't think it's as straightforward as many people may think because there are some really good options for Phil Dracovic to, to, to go at. And I think there's three big names I'm going to go at. And then there's some dark horses that I think could also play a role in 2022. Now, the first name I think that's fair enough is Jalen Gill. He's the Ohio State transfer. It's his third year with Boston College. And he had, you know, ever since he's been at BC, he's had unlimited potential to become that number two wide receiver. And I think he has it. You know what I mean? When Dracovic is healthy, I-, I think back to that Clemson game in 2020. And-, and-, and Gil had one of those runs where, you know, he was wide open at the beginning of that game. And I think he had like a 50 yard catch there. But he hasn't been consistent. There's games where he disappears, and, and and to be fair, last year it was a lot of it was because Grossell couldn't get him the ball. He finished second on the roster last year with 21, uh, 24 catches, excuse me, for two hundred sixty nine yards and one touchdown. Now, I love Jalen Gill because he's a versatile player. You can line him up all over the field. I mean, he he came out of school. I believe he was a running back out of uh, when he committed to Ohio State. He could, you can use him for a whole bunch of different things. And I think that versatility could make him a very valuable player next year. Now, I think in terms of players ready to take that next step, to, to go from solid to good. Because, you know, 24 catches last year, and then he had um, 29 the year before. It hasn't been like he's been a, a burner for BC, right? He hasn't been that like elite run uh, wide receiver for BC. But I think this could be the year that things change. I think this is the year that he could, you know, get 50 catches, 60 catches, and really start to open some eyes because he's a good route runner. He has good hands. He's a lightning quick after the catch. I think when I look at the this roster, at a guy that could could really elevate his game to that next level, Jalen Gill is, is one that I look at and, and, and I have circled. I think he's going to be a guy that... Jakovic, when he is not looking at Zay Flowers, and believe me, he's going to be looking at Zay Flowers a lot this year. I believe he's going to be a focus of that offense, right? I think Gill's going to be right behind him. Like he'll check him off and then go right to Gill or or do some things with Gill because you got you know he's a playmaker too. 
I think that's important to remember that Jalen Gill is a playmaker. And I still think that he has the, the skill set to not only be the that solid number two, but to, to, to take that to the next level too, to become that player, like to get to the NFL, whether it's drafted or an undrafted free agent. I think he's got that skill set and I love his, his game. And I think he's a player to really get excited about for 2022. So he's my first option. I think Jalen Gill could be someone, and I said 50 catches. It doesn't surprise me if he would do 50, 60 catches when you have a healthy Phil Jakovic out there. Um, But you want to get him his touches as well. So he's my first one. The second option as a... uh, a number two wide receiver for Boston College is Jaden Williams. Now, this is a player that came literally out of nowhere last year. He was a late uh, recruiting signee from uh, Phil, uh, sorry, from Jeff Halfley, and he had a monster summer. Like, you know, he wasn't an early enrollee. He came in in June and then just tore it up. Every single practice report was Jaden Williams did this, Jaden Williams did that, Jaden Williams did this, Jaden Williams did that. Now, we've seen that happen, and we'll talk about Taji Johnson in a little bit, but Jaden Williams took it and then applied it to the field. You've seen, you know, there's always camp heroes that, you know, look good against the number twos or or whatever, and then when it gets to the the prime time, they just can't, they don't go over that edge. Jaden Williams did. Jaden Williams, as a true freshman, uh, you know, he had that big first game. I think he had like three touchdowns in the first four games. And, you know, some of that is, you know, you got a touchdown against Colgate, Temple, Missouri. But I think he w- he's going to be a guy that I think will benefit and you'll see more out of him with Phil Dracovic back there, not Dennis Grossell. You know, he's got good he's – he's got good um, – vertical he's he's a good cat he's got good hands i like what jaden williams can do so will he be the big question will be if i'm talking number two wide receivers here will he be as good as jalen gill next year and that's a tough question to ask but you know both of these guys have good skill sets to do it i like jaden williams i think he's gonna be you know when you go out there just think of this. You want to get yourself excited for Boston College football heading into next year. Phil Dracovic goes back to pass. And he has three wide receivers out there. He has three wide receivers as Zay Flowers, Jalen Gill, and Jaden Williams. You kind of like that feeling, right? Like, you, you're going to get all that. If you, you, you have an explosiveness, I mean, you have one of the best wide receivers in the country in Zay Flowers, right? He can do a lot of things. And then you get Williams and and. And Gill, if they if they're you know doubling up on Zay and they're focusing so much on them, those guys are gonna kill them. They're gonna kill defenses if that's what they're gonna do. If they're gonna just go want man on man on Jalen Gill or Jaden Williams, Boston College with Phil Dracovic should be able to exploit those matchups to get bigger plays to get those explosives that they lacked so much last year. So I think that's the you know Williams is gonna be a name to watch. How much he'll take that next step will be something that. It could go either way. I mean, he could stick as like a 20 reception guy. But I could see Dracovic spreading the ball out, getting the ball to these other guys more often because he seems like a, you know, there's been questions. I, I At times, Dracovic has struggled at times with some of his progressions, but other times he's very locked in and can do that. You know, that guy's covered. Go down, to the, go down his progression cor- uh, chart. If he does that, Watch out for Gill and Williams. I love what they're able to do. And for, you know, wide receiver two and three, 
you can't ask for a better group than this, I think. Now, in a moment, I'm going to look at some of the dark horses, some of the guys that BC has that could, you know, you know, maybe not be wide receiver number two, but take that next step. And I think those are names you're going to want to watch for. We'll get into that in just a moment. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. As I said last week, during baseball season, I love the player props from, from Bet Online. Whether it's you know, uh, you know, uh, Mookie Betts will get over two bases for the game, or Nate Valdi will have seven strikeouts in the game, something like that. I love that. There's so many different options on Bet Online, and, and your imagination is as it'll go as far as your imagination can go. And I, so that's why Bet Online is where I go to make my sports wagering infer, um, bets. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Head on over to Bet Online, where the game starts. Locked on Boston College here, AJ Black. Thank you all so much for listening. It's the summer. So, again, we're doing this on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays up until August. We're, you know, scaling back a little bit. But believe me, as I said, if there's news on a day that I don't record, I will go to our YouTube page and I will post if it is, there's a commitment or a transfer or something big that happens. Believe me, it'll go up on the YouTube page. So go to YouTube, find Locked On Boston College and hit that subscribe button. It doesn't cost you a thing. If you have not used YouTube, it's super easy. You can sign up just with your Gmail account if you have Google or any Google account. It takes 10 seconds. Then hit subscribe on Locked On Boston College. Boom, you got it going. And you'll get more BC news directly sent to you. So we're talking wide receivers here. And believe me, I could talk about Zay Flowers until my face turns blue, but I'm not going to do that for this episode because I am looking at the guys behind Zay Flowers, the guys that have the opportunity to get some favorable matchups this season because Zay is going to demand so much attention. In our first segment, we brought up Jalen Gill. We brought up Jaden Williams as two of the the primary targets that Boston College could have. Now, this group for the second segment are more of the dark horses, the names that um, maybe haven't established themselves or are new to the roster. And these are guys that could step up and really make a big impact in 2022. The first name I want to bring up is Taji Johnson. I've talked about Taji Johnson quite a bit on this show. When folks got really upset that C.J. Lewis left, you know, C.J. Lewis is a 6'3 wide receiver, by the way. He's now on Toledo. Um, I, people were like, why would you let C.J. Lewis go? He's He was a good player. C.J. Lewis was a good player. It's because you had the next best thing coming up behind him in Taji Johnson. And if you let C.J. Lewis have that extra year, you risked losing two, three years of Taji Johnson. And you don't want to give that opportunity up because I think Taji Johnson is an exciting player. And now in that first segment, I brought up Jaden Williams as a summer star. Taji Johnson's been a summer star for two straight seasons. He has been exciting. He's huge. I think he's six, three, six, four, uh, gives you a big time target. So, you know, going four wide receivers, if you went Taji Johnson, Williams, Gill, and Zay Flowers, 
I like the looks of that as well because you now have a guy that can go up and get the ball that is a matchup problem on top of all the other things that you have out there. You can see why the wide receiver is not a position of, of concern here for BC. So Taji, I think this will be his year. I think this will be the year that we finally get to see what he does against live defenses that are not wearing maroon and gold, that are you know op- opposite him. He's played a little bit, but it's always been here and there with you know Grossell. I want to see what he looks like with Phil Dracovic, with the ones, and see what he can do out there. Because from what I've read and some of the practices I've seen in years past, he looks every bit the part of someone who could be a major contributor to this offense. Yet, we haven't had that chance to see it yet. This will be his chance, and I think it's going to be exciting to see what he does in 2022. So, Taji Johnson is a name you're going to circle. I think he's number 84, unless they change his number in the offseason, I think. Um, But he'll be one that you're going to want to watch for. Now, also talking dark horses, is this is a little bit of a a cop-out, but not really. Is another wide receiver who's not technically just a wide receiver. He's like a wide receiver slash running back. Think back to like Almost kind of like what you hoped BC would do with Sherm Alston, but you know Steve Adazio couldn't figure out how to use him other than jet sweeps. Xavier Coleman. Xavier Coleman will play in spots where he's out there with the wide receivers. He'll also go back as running back. They're going to move him all over the field because he's a playmaker. And this offense is going to use Xavier Coleman this year because they, again... When you have defenses having to adjust to so many different pieces out there, it makes things that much easier for an offense like under Phil Dracovic. And I think when you when you put Coleman out there, like just think back to the spring game. If you watch the spring game, you could you saw exactly what kind of problems Coleman can cause. He was out there, and I believe it was a a screen pass that they just completely lost track of where he was, and then he was gone. I think he had a fifty yard run after that. That's the kind of problems he can cause because you can move, you can start him out, right? So have him lined up right back there with Phil Jakovic. You can move him out to wide receiver, have him running wide receiver routes. That's a problem because he's got very good speed. He, he's quick and he's small. That's good. He's like 5'8", I think. You can run him. You can do all sorts of like little screen passes with him. You can do short r- routes, long routes. You can do a million different things with Xavier Coleman. Now, technically, he's not just a wide receiver. He's more like, like almost like an athlete for, for offense. Like he does a billion different, he's like a, he's a Swiss army knife, if you will. I like what he's going to be able to do. So will he be a volume catcher? Like, you know, like catch a ton of passes? Probably not, but watch out what he can do on the explosives, what he can do for big plays for Boston college, because I think the offense will try to do some things, especially with him. Again, when, when the focus is on Zay flowers, you can do other things on the field that you might not have been able to do if you just had four wide, any Joe uh, Joe Schmo wide receiver out there. So Xavier Coleman is another name I think to watch for, and you know there's other names I don't want to um, I don't want to um, dismiss because you know when I don't mention them I get text message AJ you didn't mention so and so and so and so names other names you're gonna want to watch for right Lewis Bond. It is a red shirt freshman wide receiver from Chicago, Illinois. Again, he's a kid that is starting to build. You know, he's building momentum to get into that too deep. Could see him getting out there too. He might be a name to watch for. 
Another name will be, you know, Dino Tomlin. He's a transfer from Maryland. He was with the twos, so I'm not sure what his role will be this year. It'll be interesting to see how they implement him, but he might be someone to watch for as well. And finally, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Joseph Griffin. Now, Joseph Griffin has not stepped on campus yet. He is. He would be if the recruiting services gave him his due, a four-star recruit on all 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 services, because Notre Dame wanted him, Ohio State wanted him. They didn't push it hard enough to get him because they were like, you know, obviously they got all these five stars, but he's good enough to get those kind of offers, get that kind of attention. He is, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, skill players from the state of Massachusetts, it's been a long time since BC has had one like Joseph Griffin. He is very, very good. And it'll be interesting to see how he picks up the, the, the college speed and getting himself onto the field this fall. Because I said, it, you know, when I brought up Jaden Williams as a guy that came in the summer and just picked it up, if Joseph Griffin can do that, they're going to get him on the field. you got to get him out there fast. Because, you know, a local kid with a lot of talent, you want to be able to showcase that as quickly as possible if they're ready for it. And that's all going to depend on where he's at in terms of picking up that offense. But Joseph Griffin is a name you're going to want to watch for, too. So this is two segments on just these backup wide uh, or wide receivers two to seven, right? That BC, my, my, my takeaway from all of this is I still think Jalen Gill will probably be wide receiver two in terms of catches and yards when it all said and done. BC's got some talent. They, they've put together some really interesting uh pieces out there that could do a lot of different things, especially when you have Zay Flowers out there. And I like the versatility, the speed, the size. They've got a lot of different things that they can do with this group. And it'll be this is a group that I'm of any of that I'm most excited to see how they progress in 2022. How they take that next step. Because if they can do that with Dracovic, you know, the issues, questions about the offensive line and things like that, if they can get them the ball that, those things kind of fizzle away a little bit and a lot of the time. So it'll be interesting to see how this group does. Now, in our final segment, BC had their last big uh, offense uh, official visit weekend for the class of 2023 uh, during this period. I'm going to go over who was there, what I heard, you know, what's going on, what's the next steps, and everything in between. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. So, recruiting weekend. You know, BC is just finishing up. They had official visit weekends. This is their third straight weekend of official visits. They had probably about 15 kids. It's 12 to 15 kids each week. And, you know, they've landed, I want to say, seven or eight or nine over the first two weeks. And now I'm recording this around 8 o'clock on Sunday. And BC has won so far from this upcoming weekend. Now, I've been told that this one recruit is going to announce in July, so it's not going to be anything you're going to hear about soon. And um, the, there's one other mystery commitment that has yet to, to announce, and that is from a couple weeks ago. So BC has two silent, they're called silent commitments, right? You know, when, when you're covering recruiting, you don't ever want to give away a kid's story. You don't ever want so like folks who you gotta text me or, or direct message me and say AJ who's the recruit? That's not what I do. Like I can you know I don't get just give away their names because it's not fair to them. They want to make those announcements. They, it's a big deal for these kids who have tried and worked hard for years on end, um, and they're finally getting to pay off. It, it what does it mean? What what, what kind of um, how fair is it for me to go out there and just say hey? 
so-and-so's coming into BC. That, and then they don't get to make their announcement and make it special for them. So I don't do that. I'm telling you right now, I don't. So there's two mystery uh, commitments that are going to be committing hopefully in the next couple of weeks. But I, you know, I'm as I said, I'm recording this at eight o'clock. So my news could change what after I record this, and I ain't going back and changing it. Uh, but I, ima- I imagine that BC is going to have a few more names that are going to pop as well. So don't be surprised that <laughs> someone says they hate it when I say pop. I mean. They're gonna they're, that Jeff Halfley will tweet out the let's go and it's gonna be a new commitment for the Eagles. I think there's gonna be at least two or three more from this group uh, that should be coming in soon, and I think it's gonna be exciting because when you look at some of the names that were there this weekend, there's a four star. There's Dontavius Broswell, running back from 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 Georgia, who took one of his official visits to BC. I think he took the other ones down in SEC country, but BC's in really good shape with this kid. He's a track star. He's like 5'9 and can run like hell. Love this kid. I think he'll be someone um, I would cross your fingers that he can he, they can get him to commit. He'd be one to watch. You had defensive backs like Antonio Cotman, who had a huge offer list, and I believe he only took one official visit to Boston College. But don't don't uh, overread into that because he lives right down the street from Virginia Tech. He's been there. He's someone to watch for. There's guys like and I'm going to totally botch up his name, Falahe Foa from Bishop Gorman, home of Cam Barfield. He's a three-star linebacker. Love this kid. He's down between BC and Cal, and you know BC was his final visit. I, I think he's someone I would watch for. Um, and Ronan Hannafin, I, I brought him up last week. Um, it, it With him, I it, it all goes down to what, what these other schools are He's he, you know he's a local athlete from Cambridge. He's a four star, but his final four it sounds like it's it's Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame, and BC. Now, if Clemson, Alabama, and Notre Dame aren't all too serious about him, BC could really go in and and, and score this because Hannafin has been to Boston College a bunch. He's an interesting one to watch for as well. So you see, there's talent all over the place here. Now, unfortunately, after this weekend, it goes back into quiet mode, which. You know, as someone like myself loves to talk about recruiting, you have to wait because this means that they can't do visits. They can't, you know, there's um, restrictions on how much they can connect with coaches and things like that. So it's going to get quiet again soon. But BC is the last I checked, 16th or 17th ranked recruiting class in the entire class of 2023. Uh, you know, combining rivals in 247, I think one had in 16, one had in 18. You know, I think in the end, they're not going to stay there. This is what happened last year. So don't get yourself too excited right now. But will this class be better than last year? I, I think it will be. I think that there's potential here for BC to have an overall class that really is impressive from top to bottom. And that's what you want, right? It, you know, you when you have a guy like Steve Adazio, Steve Adazio got four-star recruits. As much as you want to crap on him, he got four-star recruits here you know, a couple each class. It was the fact that he'd get a couple four stars and the rest of his recruiting class was like a lot of misses. I mean, go back on to two, four, seven arrivals and look at some of those recruiting classes. They're rough. <laughs> you have two or three, you're like, Oh man, that guy's good. That guy's good. And then there's nothing. And that's not how you build a roster. You need to hit home runs more often than that. You need to get guys that are contributors. And I think that is the thing that Halfley is doing better. He is getting guys so that hopefully, I think it'll start this year. You're going to see if like a guy goes down, you have 
three other guys that can jump in to do that, that, that are ready to, to take that spot. And that is what makes this class impressive because, you know, you're starting to build, as I showed you with the wide receivers, seven, eight, nine guys that could play. You're looking at the defensive backs and you have seven, eight, nine guys that can play. That is how you win. That's how you succeed in football. You don't need to have like, you know, look at BC when they had Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley is one of the best linebackers to ever live, but they had nothing around him. And that didn't make, it didn't make a lick of difference. They weren't bowl eligible. He did everything they could. You need to have good players surrounded by solid players. And I think that's what Halfley's doing here. He's getting these good players. You're getting speed. You guys love speed. You're going to love to watch these guys coming in. But he's also building depth. And that will help this program take that next step. This is AJ Black. I hope to have more recruiting news for you on Wednesday's episode. So make sure to jump back here. We'll have all the news and everything in between here on Locked On Boston College. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC or at Locked On BC. And if you like this podcast, tell your friends and family about them. If they're BC grads or they're, you know, someone who just likes following BC, say, hey, check out this Locked On Boston College podcast. It's 20 minutes a day. I think you'll enjoy it. Your word of mouth helps, and I know many of you have done that, and I want to thank each and every one of you who have recommended us to a family or friend. That is huge. So AJ Black here. Take care, everyone. We'll see you all again soon.